0: Hey there, traders. Looking to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com.
1: Tell me what's the most important thing you consider when it comes to trading stocks. What's your... What's your guiding light? Do you have a, a unifying principle that, uh, or do you? What,
0: yeah, it's called trend following. I, I mean, the the idea that a stock is a great value because it's gone down is uh, the fastest way to the poorhouse, right? If a stock <laughs> has gone from $100 down to 10, Lee, you can't tell me it's a great buy because there's a very good chance that it might go down to one or zero. It's going down because nobody wants it. So why would you take the other end of the trade and say, hey, nobody else wants this. I'll take all of them. I'll take all of them. Or you could wait for it to go from 100 to 10 and then bottom out at 7, 8, 9, and then start building up 10, 11, 12 and say, you know what? It looks like the trend has reversed. It looks like the trend is now up. I'm going to jump in. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's ovtlyr.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 that so you can get access to right now at ovtlyr.com. That's ovtlyr.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week
1: hi this is lee bellinger with this week's edition of the bellinger report i'm publisher of off-grid confidential and i'm talking to chris yur today chris M you uh you will i you will oh, there we go thank you for correcting me <laughs> uh, 10minutesstocktrader.com i went over this i knew i was going to mess that one up so hey chris thanks for making the time today and uh I want to get started by just asking you uh, to tell us a little bit about yourself and your story, because uh, it really is a fascinating one. I know people are going to want to hear this.
0: You know, I really appreciate first off you reaching out and and setting this up. I would uh, like to real quick, if it's okay with you, plug my own podcast. We have over 515 episodes at this point, it's called the how to trade stocks and options podcast. And I owe a lot of my own personal success to starting the podcast and I talk about this even today. So this is my fifth interview of the day. I was talking to someone earlier on the day who was uh, watching some of my old catalog. And, you know, we are so blessed to live in this day and age. And I don't think people even conceptualize the fact that you and I can reach across the nation and talk to each other. I've talked to some of the world's greatest traders and I've been able to pick their brains and, the fact that I can reach out and do that and talk to them and, and ask them questions that, that I wanted to know and then record it so that I can have an audience of several thousand other people listen to these answers and gain their own insights, I think is so invaluable. Like, could you imagine our grandfather's generation being able to turn on you know, this, this little magical device that plugs into your ears and delivers you know, this uh, just font of knowledge in every aspect to you? I mean, the times we live in are, are, are astronomically blessed. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to realize that along the way. I started my podcast in, uh, December of 2018, and it was literally me talking to myself in an extra bedroom of my house. And by May 2019, it was in the top 10 iTunes investing category podcasts next to Tim Ferriss, next to Dave Ramsey, next to, um, you know heavy hitters like that and like i said it was just me <laughs> talking to myself and it's amazing how fast it caught fire like that and in the process you know being able to to talk to and leverage that and you know reach out to somebody from like jack schwigger's market wizards who you know these are literally the best traders in the world they they're, they're hedge fund managers that manage you know tens of millions of dollars they're us investing champions and say hey can i talk to you and for them to say okay sure I mean, there's no possible way, Lee, that I could call up any of these people and be like, hey, can I talk to you for like 45 minutes and just shoot the shit and see how it goes? No, but because we have a podcast, because we can talk about it. You have a podcast, that's right. I mean, it's such a brilliant marketing decision for for any company. And I actually, the way that I got started doing it was um, I started 10MinuteStockTrader.com. It's kind of like a blog to chronicle my own trading journey. And I found out very quickly, I'm not a writer. You're a writer, I'm not a writer. I don't like sitting in front of a keyboard and trying to expel my thoughts onto a key. I just rather just talk about it. And I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a very famous entrepreneur. And around that time, December, 2018, he was saying, you know what? I'm gonna give you permission. You go out there and you start your podcast today. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So that's that's when I kind of shifted 10ministocktrader.com to be less blog focused and more podcast focused and you know 500 plus episodes later here we are being able to connect. It's uh, So tell me how you got amazing. involved in investing. Well, in- it started pretty early and from my conversation with other people in in this industry it, it usually the bug hits them early. And yes. for me when I was a kid my my parents really extolled the value of hard work to get ahead but my dad for like gifts and special occasions would buy the single shares of stock. And, uh, you know, you get your stock certificate and you hang it on the wall. I've got one hanging out right over there that I got uh, (laughs) graduating from college. I kid you not. Where'd you go go to college? So I went to Henderson State University, a small school in Arkansas. And I think that, you know, going to a small school kind of helped me in a lot of ways because I had to not rely on that built-in network. I had to kind of scrap and find my own way without saying, oh, hey, you went to Texas Tech, so did I. That's your leg Uh, in, which does make it easier for people.
1: Tell me about the biggest challenges you've faced on your path so far.
0: Getting out of my own way. (laughs) I say that because twice I've blown up my trading account. And the first time I did it, it was before the presidential election. And I'll give you some context here. Hillary was expected to win. Trump wasn't, obviously. And there were so many people saying, if Trump wins, it's the end of the world. The market's going to crash. It's going to be awful. (laughs) And so I was like, watch this. So I put on this fancy options trade. It's called a uh, call ratio back spread. Basically, you make a little bit of money if the market goes down. Make a lot more money if the market goes up, but you lose everything. I mean, like to zero (laughs) if the market sits still. Now, I know you're thinking, well, didn't the market just like, go higher for the next 25 months after Trump got in office? It did. But the problem was, it didn't do it in the first three days after he took into office. And that yeah. was when my options expired. And so this trade that could have been a monster because I had no idea what I was doing, just like totally blew up in my face. I lost I lost two thirds of my account within 60 days of trading. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what have I done? But you know, I had somebody tell me, I, I shared that story one time, and they're like, you realize, you did a lot better than most other people because the stats are that 90% of traders blow up 90% of their account in the first 90 days of trading. Oh yeah, sure,
1: sure. <laughs> And I was like, oh,
0: well, thanks. I appreciate that bat- bat- pat on the back for sure. Tell me a little bit about the uh, tactics and plans that you employ when you're trading. All right, so here's going to get a little deep. All right, so one of the things that I do, I've partnered with a uh, artificial intelligence firm, and we have this product called FinClub. And anybody can join the Fin Club, but really it's artificial intelligence data stock trading. And every day you pull up the web page, and there it gives you just right at the top of the page, a market indicator, right? It says, you know, green, like today's a great day, yellow, maybe not so much and red, maybe today's the day you sit out. Mm-hmm. And then it actually goes line by line and it says, okay, here's our top picks of the day, you know, X, Y, and Z, here's our target prices. And, uh, you know, it, we're expecting them to hit these prices within the next two, four, six, eight days, whatever the case is. So that's where I start my trading. I mean, that's like uh, every day right as the market opens. It, it really allows us to get in. And we had a lot of people who, who signed up and were trading that along with us and they didn't grasp it conceptually. And so I worked with the team at FinClub Club, and we, we actually create a course like a step by step. Here's how I do it, hold your hand type of course. And you can actually hold get about hands. half. Yeah. You can actually get about half of the course for free on my YouTube channel. You can just go to uh, youtube.com and then type in 10 minute stock trader or Christopher Yule. That'll get you there. But we call it the AI stock trading system. And we give away half of it for free because, you know, it's it's going to cover the majority of it. And the idea is to get people using this and understanding that it doesn't have to be uh, so much a guessing game anymore. We call it the five-step system for taking the guesswork out of trading. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many people who literally just throw a dart on the board and say, that looks good. And they don't have a plan in place. And if I can, yeah. like, if I can it's just right. give people a plan and <laughs> avoid some of the costly mistakes that I have, uh, sure. Yeah, that helps yeah. a
1: ton. Tell me what's the most important thing you consider when it comes to trading stocks. What's your what's your guiding light? Do you have a, a unifying principle that, uh, or do you? Uh, what, yeah, uh, it's, it's called
0: trend following. I, I mean the the idea that a stock is a great value because it's gone down is uh, the fastest way to the poorhouse, right? If a stock has gone from a hundred dollars down to ten, Lee, you can't tell me it's a great buy because there's a very good chance that it might go down to one or zero. It's going down because nobody wants it. So why would you take the other end of the trade and say, hey, nobody else wants this. I'll take all of them, I'll take all of them. Or you could wait for it to go from 100 to 10 and then bottom out at seven, eight, nine, and then start building up 10, 11, 12 and say, you know what, it looks like the trend has reversed. It looks like the trend is now up, I'm gonna jump in. And the key principle that I tell people is you can get in, anywhere on the elevator. If it's going to go from five to a hundred, you can get in at five, 17, 29, or 67, but you got to know when you're going to get off. And if the price, instead of going from five to a hundred, it goes from five to uh, 43, you can get in at 42. Just know that if the price goes from 43 down to 40, maybe the time is over. Maybe the trend maybe has, the has ended. Over. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So that, that's my guiding light for traders is just follow the trend. It's right there in front of you.
1: I think a lot of my, Followers are going to be wondering about. Tell us about some of your uh, hobbies and things you do in your spare time.
0: Okay, I am a huge exerciser and meditator. Every day when I wake up, literally don't even roll out of bed before I have my headphones on my head and I'm doing a uh, a meditation, 15 minutes, just clear your mind. Half the time I fall asleep anyway, but the there's actually data that shows if you do it right after you wake up, it can be the most impactful on your day. And uh, exercising, I. I have exercised as my lunch break for the last decade. And because of that, you know, I I stay healthy. I don't have issues. Yeah. I can pick up my kids. I can play with them. And it's a huge, huge benefit that I don't think enough people really put their emphasis on. Lee, I'm going to get weird. People Uh, miss the fundamentals. Yeah. I'm going to get weird on you for a minute, right? I feel that we are like spiritual beings and we inhabit this meat suit. Okay. And if you don't take care of this meat suit, you're not going to have a great life. It's like your car, right? You, Lee, get into your car and imagine that being your spirit inside of your body. If you don't take care of your car, you're not going to go very far. If you don't change the oil, you don't keep fresh tires on it. You don't put in gas. That's like exercising. That's eating right. That's everything like that. Just this is the same thing. You got to take care of the physical body you're in. Otherwise, you won't be able to do anything. That's right.
1: Well, it's the psychology of it too. And not say, so, hey, you know, I'd like you to just tell us a little bit more about your podcast, how to trade stocks and options podcast, and uh, what inspired you to do this? What inspired you to launch this podcast? Because I think a lot of our people, they like to know something of the person behind the information. There's a lot of guys pumping out information. And, and that's why I'm a little probative about asking, you know, hey, what are your personal philosophies? Because you just gave us a very succinct answer to that question, I think. So it's something I recommend to my subscribers and investors as well.
0: Yeah. So. The podcast, I mean, it's at first, I didn't realize what it would take to make a, a podcast or be a successful podcast. When I first started recording and editing and putting all that together, I mean, it would take me even back up a little bit. There was a point in time where I was making Instagram videos every day. And it was a 60 second video. The 60 second video Lee, from start to finish would take me an hour to produce by -hmm. the time I wrote my script, Mm -hmm. by the time I filmed it, by the time I edited it and uploaded it, I literally spent an hour and they would do really well. I mean, I would get across all the social platforms. I get a thousand downloads a day on me just talking about the market. And I realized that there was not enough information I could convey in 60 seconds. And I was like, I want to, I want to do the podcast. I want to, I want to expand this. I want to do more than that. And that really was a, one of the big catalysts for me is, is like, I really enjoyed talking about stocks. Like when I talk about stocks out in out in the real world, like I light up like a candle, right? It's, it's my mm-hmm. thing, right? Everyone's got their thing. They talk about it. It might be for you, you know, old Camaros, or it might be
1: uh, not to mention the new ones are pretty cool.
0: <laughs> new Camaros, who knows? Right. It, it could be, uh, you know, your favorite sport. Maybe you're, you're a Giants fan. I don't know. But the fact that you, we've all got to find something that that really lights our fire. For me, it's stocks and talking about stocks. And I mean, I could do it all day, every day.
1: So like, how did you get your start in corporate finance? I mean, what was your starting point? All what right.
0: You... So, is... so let's talk about that, right? So so we I went to a, a small college, like we talked about a few minutes ago, and I graduated in December 2008 with my MBA. And it was like the worst time ever to be in the job field. Right? Yeah, I'm And, so, so. <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, I managed to get a temp job in downtown Dallas. And my, my degrees and everything were in finance. So I, I wasn't going to be one of those people who got their degrees and didn't work in their field. I just met somebody, you know, a week ago who's working. Uh, he's, he's a painting instructor yet has a degree in like, yeah, has a degree in (laughs) like economics or something, right? And he's like, yeah, I just didn't ever want to work in the field I I went to school for. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, I invested this. I need to work on this, right? So I I started working for a temp job. And then a few months later, it was June, 2009. I finally got a permanent job and it was at uh, Raytheon, which is a huge defense contractor. And they have like, probably at this point, 80,000 employees. And I worked there for four or five years but I learned a lot, right? It was in finance. I, I learned a ton. One of the things I learned is I don't like working for big uh, corporations because every quarterly, every quarter, there were layoffs. It not matter why. It was every quarter, there are layoffs and it will be, you know, basically around the departments of the company. If it's electrical engineers, mechanical engineers, finance, whatever, somebody's getting cut this quarter. And I hated that. I was like, this is so awful. Like, I don't want to be here. So then I started working with uh, credit unions in a different role and basically consulting with credit union management and how to run their balance sheets. And I really took to that. And that really was where- um, Side question. Yeah. Do you like credit unions better than regular banks? The credit union philosophy is members helping members, right? people helping people. And I feel that they do that more than banks, but they don't have the pricing leverage that they once did. True. Because everybody's, you know, everybody competes on rate now, and credit unions want to stand out in their service. Um, Because you're never going to get the same level of service at your local credit union as you would at your local Wells Fargo branch. A very, very different experience. So I definitely feel that there is a place for credit unions if you like high touch services. But if you're a millennial, (laughs) I mean, I haven't stepped into a bank other than to open a business account for my business. Five years ago. Right. That's the last time I stepped into a, any bank at all. Yeah.
1: Okay. And one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is about some of the events and seminars where you've spoken at or attended. Yes. Um, do you have any favorite uh, industry
0: One of my seminars favorite. That you like? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite times I ever spoke was on stage, and I was trying to make a point. And I, it was one of those stages where like the stages in the middle on either side of you is a giant uh, PowerPoint presentation, right? You know, the 16 foot screens. And I was trying to make a point and I just couldn't do it. So I physically ran over to the board and I'm like, see this, do you see what I'm talking about right here? And the response I got from the audience, it like woke everybody up. Oh, yes. It was all everybody talked about for the rest of the week is the fact that I actually got off the stage and physically went over and like touched the screen. They loved that. So Yeah. For anybody out there who's looking to uh, capture an audience's attention, go for that.
1: <laughs> Very good. You uh, Before we close, I just was going to ask you about the future of your business and what you think it looks like.
0: Oh, I got to tell you, I business is really good right now. So just today, in fact, minutes before talking to you, I did get clearance that we are going to be re-hosting the episodes on Benzinga. And Benzinga gets like 25 million hits a month. So this is gonna be just a fabulous amount of exposure for the podcast and the business. And really being able to, uh, to grow that. I, I've got, uh, you know, I definitely wanna encourage people to go and check out our, uh, our trading course, AIStockTradingSystem.com. It's super, super simple to be able to, to walk hand in hand and, and, and I show you the way. Plus one of the things I did, that I didn't realize until after I had created everything that people don't do is I actually put on real trades in the course with like real money and showed how how it worked from A Uh, to Z. Now
1: we're talking. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like.
0: And I didn't know people didn't do that until a friend of mine asked me to to watch his course uh, after I'd already published mine. And I was like, yours is all theory. (laughs) Mine actually was practice. So I was like, if you want to do that, that might be useful. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. There's a lot of theory out there, Chris. Yeah. Let, let me ask you something. If you would be good enough, to please summarize everything, uh, all of your public contact information, just so that people can have that. I want to make sure people know how to reach out to you.
0: Absolutely. So 10MinuteStockTrader.com is like my home base. And then all of my social handles are at 10 minute trading on every platform. And in fact, before we go, let me tell you real quick, how I got 10minutestocktrader.com was uh, I was working in that credit union position and uh, trying to learn how to trade. And I wasn't able to pull up any of the trading platform that I needed on the work computer. So I bought an iPad with a data plan. And so I would bring my backpack to work every day. And every once in a while, maybe about 10 minutes at a time, I would pull out my iPad, try and make some trades, look at some charts, do anything I possibly could from that iPad and put that all together. And I mean, it was not easy, but it did force me to develop systems. And because of those systems, that's where we are today. That's right.
1: Systems and processes mm-hmm. liberate you to move on to bigger, better, greater things.
0: Yeah. Jocko Willenick, US Navy SEAL. He says that discipline equals freedom. The discipline to follow your structure will allow you to have the freedom that you're looking for.
1: That's excellent advice. Yeah. Well, glad to see that's not lost on the millennials. That's excellent.
0: Nope.
1: 10minutetrader.com, stocktrader.com. I yep. love the, by the way, I love the, I love the name and it looks great. So, oh, thanks.
0: Yeah. So I, I tried to find the one. most clickbaity as I could. <laughs>
1: that's where it came Good thinking. I uh This is uh, Lee Bellinger with the Bellinger Report and 10minutestocktrader.com. Awesome. Great talking to you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your
0: time.